I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. Thank you for that warm welcome, 43. Welcome back to America's Favorite Podcast. I'm America's Favorite Podcaster, Corey, and you are listening to the Girl Gone Mild podcast live and in stereo. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special episode. I asked for people to send me questions so that I could play fairy godmother and fix everybody's problems and I'm very excited about that so um let's see I had like a pretty uneventful week I would tell you all about it but not much happened Mm, I think I'm gonna start trat like skincare (laughs) um but I really I want to know how long I'll have to like peel don't you kind of peel like your skin peels when you do it that's what keeps me off of doing like most chemical peel type skincare because like I want to be outside I want to be seen by the world without looking like a scary monster but I think I want to try it and that's literally essentially it it's been very uneventful so besides that at least uneventful as far as things that I'm willing to talk about in podcast form at the moment don't quote me on that. Um, but I have my very first 1-800-ASK-A-COWGIRL episode where I took questions and I'm so excited to answer some of them. So let's get into it. Um, okay, so the first question was, what was my opinion on Zodiac sign compatibility <laughs> in a relationship? I love this. We're really starting out strong. Um Okay, so here's the thing. I do love zodiac signs. I'm actually very into the whole thing because I think it's a fun, girly hobby to be into. But I really think it just depends on the person in a way. Like, there are some people who are so much like their zodiac sign. Like, there's nothing they can do to convince me that they're not. But I also don't think, like, a zodiac sign is going to make or break your relationship, like, at all. I know some people who are not at all zodiac sign compatible. I don't know why I did the quote unquote sign with my hands. You all cannot see me. Um, <laughs> but like they work really well together. Honestly, maybe if the the less you're aware of zodiac signs, the more like like the more compatible you can be with someone who's not of your zodiac sign um but I do find if I meet someone and I can like immediately guess their zodiac sign correctly those people are like way more likely to um like be more compatible with 
like they're stereotypically compatible signs i don't know dude it really just just depends um but i do have to say like all of my friends are zodiac signs that are compatible with mine to the point where like i've had like maybe three really really close best friends and they've all been the exact same sign like born within days of each other and it's really scary um but yeah i think you just you do it person by person and also don't be too heavy-handed on like um i don't know pushing people to uh behave like their zodiac sign if they're not into it i do like to um just depending on the situation like uh play the opposite side of it so if someone's really into zodiac signs i like to pretend that i'm not and vice versa some people call that playing the devil's advocate i call it being annoying and that's fun um yeah so i don't think that you should like i don't know change your bumble app to pick the fact that you can literally um like put a little filter on your dating apps by zodiac sign is insane that's certifiable, truly. Um, but yeah, I don't think that you should cut people out because of the when they're born. But it is helpful information. Okay, next question. Speaking of dating apps, actually, uh, I got a question asking me for dating app advice. Um, I don't know if you're a boy or a girl, so I'm going to give both. Um, if you're a boy on a dating app, my advice would be to make a joke very quickly and then very quickly get off the app. And as soon as you're off the app, very quickly make a date. And I don't know what else to give you as far as advice. Um, I try to stay off the apps as much as possible, but I think, um, I don't know, dating apps are so hard for men. Maybe I'll have a boy on and he can talk about dating apps. I recently found out how difficult it is for men on dating apps. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know what to tell y'all. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, for girls, um, dating apps are really scary and you want to make sure that you're not going to get serial killed. Um, my dating app advice is... Um, probably opposite of the one that I would give men um if he wants to meet you too quickly <laughs> he's just he's he's a serial killer <laughs> no he's not um but honestly the only advice I have for women on dating apps is just be careful please um be really careful I think um the best gauge on if someone is like a good person on a dating app is to just poke a little fun, make a little joke. If someone can like immediately pick up on your sense of humor and ride with it, I'd say that that's a pretty good match in my opinion. It proves that even if y'all go out and y'all like aren't really feeling each other, that it won't be that bad of a night. At least you'll have a laugh, right? It's all about the laughs, I think. That's what I always say. If you get a good laugh out of it, it's not a complete waste. So that would be my only two dating app advices. Sorry. I have another dating app question later, so maybe I'll have something better to say. Okay. So the next question was, 
this is mostly just to vent my problems even more, but the guy I like who I'm friends with is going out with one of my friends, and they're so perfect together, and I love them both. They're such good people, and they deserve each other so much, but I still can't get over it. First of all, I'm so sorry, sister. That sounds awful. Um, I think the only thing that's really going to fix that is time and it really sucks because they're both like your really good friends and I bet you want to hang out with them both and spend time with them both. I think you have to internally reckon with the fact that your relationship with both of them is probably going to change a little bit um, and not just because like you had feelings for the guy but now they're in a relationship and that's just kind of what happens. Um, and that's going to kind of suck. And I think maybe the best thing to do is if they're really good friends and they're really good people, you can just, you know, be open with if either of them knew that you had feelings for the guy friend, I think you should just have a conversation where you're just like, hey, I think uh, I need a little time to myself. And if even if you don't say anything, I think a slow fade for a second, just until you feel like you can be around that because I think having it in front of your face is sort of like poking at an open wound over and over again. I think you need to like walk away. And I know this is a gross analogy, but like let the wound scab up a little bit and heal and then you can come back and, and be their friends. Because if they're good people and they're good friends, you don't want to lose them. I think that's the only thing that'll really help it is like taking time away. And um, I recommend like working on yourself because there's probably like a lot of underlying feelings of rejection about that. And you don't want to start feeling bad about yourself or resenting your friend because for the most part, when people do things, it has nothing to do with us and way more to do with them. So do things that like make you feel good and like, and not just like make you feel good because that can be sort of toxic. I just like things that are like for your ultimate betterment, like reading or painting or working out or starting a new hobby and things like that. So that at the end of this, you've like grown in some way um, and you've like bettered yourself. And like, I think that'll help. Um, and when you come back, it will get better. I cannot tell you how many times I've thought my world was ending over someone and I look back and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. No, it was not. It was not ending. Um, but yeah, it hurts right now and that's okay. And let yourself be sad for a little while, not too long. And then you come out of it. And I don't know. I think I think y'all can fix it though. If they're good people, I think it'll all work out in the end, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. How to get prettier. I mean this in the least. I want to become a carbon copy of you, but you're very beautiful. Thank you very much. That's really, really sweet of you to say. If you want to become a carbon copy of me, I would not mind. That is really nice of you to want to do. Um, we could make an army, I think. I think that'd be fun. Um, but here's the thing about how to get prettier. Um I feel like I changed a lot in the past like six months um, because I really made it a priority to sort of like figure myself out and figure out what I like and what I don't like and like in everything like books and movies and clothes and jobs and um, 
I think you could literally have all the money in the world and go get plastic surgery to look exactly like me. And if you didn't feel like yourself, I don't think that you would feel pretty. And because you didn't, you don't feel pretty because you don't feel like yourself. I don't think like you'll, um, I don't know, like it, it won't resonate the same way. And that sounds so fucking corny. I was talking to a friend the other day about how like as you get older, you realize like all of like the bullshit advice you got as a like as a young adult or a kid. I'm a young adult, but like as a kid, like be yourself and all of that shit is really true. Um, as stupid as it sounds, but it's just so like at the time when you hear it, you're like, that's so that doesn't that doesn't make any fucking sense. What do you mean? Be myself. Like, what do you mean? Be myself. I don't know how to be myself. Like, I don't know who myself is. Um, so if you're like a teenager, try everything and try on a hundred different identities and you'll eventually find one that fits you. Um, and I think that when you're doing your makeup and you're doing your hair and you're dressing the way that you want because you genuinely want to, that's when you'll feel the most pretty. And as fucking corny as it sounds, it's when you'll be the most pretty. Um, I was a little bit extreme in my finding myself process. I joked on Instagram that I was like turning my comments off because I was only, um, I only wanted validation from my mom, but genuinely it was the opposite. Like I, I was posting and like sitting on the app and being like, who's gonna, who's gonna like this? Who's gonna respond to this? Who's gonna care that I posted? And I hated that feeling. So I just turned it off for like a few months so that like, I could train my brain to post what I wanted and I stopped asking my friends about what Instagram picture I should post and stupid shit like that because um, like if I can't trust myself to pick a picture to post on the internet, what can I trust myself with? And that sounds really stupid and not like a real problem. But I just think it's like indicative of a larger issue um, and you don't have to go and turn off your Instagram comments and do all of that. But I think start by really figuring out what you like and um, trying out everything and don't let anyone be like, you guys try on aesthetics for fun. Like, fuck those people. Try it out. That's literally what being young is for. It's for, I'm sorry. I'm, um, that's what being young is for. Um, like figuring yourself out and you will eventually find a bunch of things that feel the most like you and when you do and you um, find the styles and the people that you can look up to that fit those things like you will start to feel the most like yourself and again it sounds so fucking corny but that's when you will get prettier because you're being yourself and you're like really like comfortable with who you are and that's like the hottest thing in the world but if you do want to actually just look like me dm me any details that you want. I'm not gatekeeping my look in any way. <laughs> I will tell you whatever you want to know, girly. <laughs> okay, next question. This was the question that really made me stop in my tracks when I got it and really contemplate why y'all have so much faith in me. I was expecting like relationship questions and um, like, I don't know, like style questions and stuff, but I was not expecting this. And like, I know maybe like 300 things and there's so many things to know, but I'm glad that y'all have so much faith in me. But <laughs> the next question is, 
How am I supposed to actually still love someone after I see their flaws? I'm not joking. When I opened my phone and I read that question, I just, I just closed my phone and I was like, I can't, I can't do, I, I, I don't know. I don't, um, that I can, I don't know. Um, okay. So how am I supposed to actually still love someone after I see their flaws? Here's my take on this. Um, I think that we live we live in a society <laughs> um and and th there's so much choice like i think entirely too much choice and a lot of people get stuck in analysis paralysis um of of like having something good but still feeling like there could be something better so as far as like loving someone after you see their flaws um I think it's just like, you know, that saying where if you were to like, if everyone in the world was to like throw their problems in a pile and um, see what everyone else has, you'd like scramble to get yours back. I think it's kind of like that. Um, when you get too close to something or someone, um, it's hard to like see a bird's eye view of them. Like you, it's, it's way harder. To, it's way easier to see the bad sometimes if that's what you're looking for um, rather than the good. So in that situation, if it's like a relationship situation, I assume so because I don't think you're wanting to like cut off your parents because you see their flaws. Um, well, first think about whether you're looking for a reason to leave um, because if that's the case, um, the only reason you need to leave is wanting to leave. Uh, that's enough of a reason to go. So make sure that it's not you you know, making a mental list of pros and cons and just waiting for the cons to get heavy enough to go. Um, if you're not looking for a reason to leave, I think that you and I don't recommend, you know, comparing your partner, but like, you know, you have friends and you have the internet and you have all of these things where people are constantly <laughs> oversharing and you get a glimpse into other people's lives a lot um, and you obviously don't get the full picture, but you should try to see the good for like a while, like make a mental effort to see the good for a second. And I think the more that you see good, the more good comes. It's like scientific that like if you expect good things from people, they're more likely to behave uh, like in a different way because subconsciously you're like kind of treating them differently. So if it's that you've seen flaws and and now you're questioning the love, I'd say first make a mental effort to see the good for like however amount of time you allot. And if the cons or the flaws or whatever is still at weight at that point, then that love might not be as real as you thought it was. Because I think when you really love someone, like their flaws are not really flaws. They're just, you know, things that kind of make that person who they are if that makes any sense yeah I don't know I think we would all be much better off without like social media I think it no matter how like and not in like even in a triggering way but it's it's impossible to not compare the things that you have with other people and even when the things that you have are really really good like objectively really really good and I think it's like a conscious thing that you have to do to like see the good because like the grass is really not always greener. I think it's all, it's actually very rarely greener 
on the other side. And also, like, I hope when we're talking about flaws, we're like, like, he's leaves his dirty gym socks on the ground or he doesn't text back fast enough or he doesn't want to watch your favorite show when you want to watch it and it's really annoying and you just wish you would do it or something like that and not like him cheating or him being like physically or verbally abusive in any way because if that's the case that's not a flaw that's a, a breakup that's a shithead leave him dump him immediately um yeah but if it's not that i'd say give it a chance um and try to see good more than bad at least for a while and if the good or if the bad still outweighs the good after that then you take a step back and you um just sort of like reevaluate that entire situation um and that entire relationship because you will eventually find someone where the flaws that other people might perceive as flaws are not flaws to you yeah that's my take <laughs> Next question. Um, do you ever not feel woman enough based on your body type? For example, like that weirdo whose text you posted. I have a similar body type to yours and I'm always getting told how young I look and it makes me feel insecure. I'm so sorry, bestie. Um, okay, so I'm going to give a little bit of context to the people who don't follow me on the social media account that I posted this text screenshot of it was a text message from a from a dating app um and I will read it just so I make sure I don't get it wrong <laughs> it was basically like two messages in and the guy was like you're really small and then he said when are you supposed to hit puberty and I didn't know if that was weird at first like I was like maybe this is not weird maybe I've just been out of out of the game for too long <laughs> And I posted it and everyone's like, no, it's really weird. Um, and I hate to tell you this, sister, but I did cry after that message. And I made like four of my friends um, like tell me that I don't look like a kid because that was like really – that did not make me happy. That made me feel really weird and gross. Um, and then I called my mom and we talked about it a little bit and she made me feel better. But – Besides that happening, no, I usually don't feel like less of a woman because I am a woman and like I know that inherently and like nothing that someone says should make you feel like less of a woman. Something that's really helped me actually is like I think recently we've had like – well, first off, I lost like one-third of my body weight in like a year in a healthy way, disclaimer, but um, I – so, like, I'm not, like, really used to looking like this. Um, so, like, I've had to, like, get used to it and, like, dress differently um, and, like, dress for, like, a, a way that I felt was, like, more flattering. But, like, it's still sort of, like, not something I'm super used to just yet. Um, but, yeah, I totally understand what you mean when you say that, like, you can feel, like, not, like, womanly enough um, because it's not, like, a super, I don't know. Being thin is always in, whatever, but still, it's not like you have, like, a super, like, womanly figure or whatever, but, but, like, conversely, I think it's an excellent way to weed out, like, weirdos. Like, within, like, two messages, I knew that that guy was super weird because, like, there's nothing wrong with 
having like a type or like, you know, like liking petite women, but I think it was really odd and jarring to be like compared to a child and like so openly so to be like, have you gone through puberty? I don't know. That's like weird. And like, like what you like, dude, it's not my business, you know? We're all, this is America, it's a free country, but that was definitely like a really strange to me. So it's, if anyone is like just being weird and like acting as if you're a child just because you are small, um, they're probably kind of weird. And that is your cue to maybe, and, and not even like, that guy could have definitely been joking for sure. Um, and I acknowledge that, but it's definitely like, you know, you can like keep an eye on that and at least you're like aware of the fact that that's like a thing um but aside from that like just how you like personally feel about yourself and like body image I think there's like things that you can do to sort of like mitigate that I think um like the things that you aspire to are really important um I don't like aspire to look like something that I like physically just like can't look like like I know that I can't um and I think that that's important being realistic is important being a realist is important um especially if you just have no interest in looking like like you need to get really clear about um how you want to look if you love the way that you look then you just need to like pick sort of like imagery and um like style icons for lack of a better term that sort of like reflect that um but yeah like you're not any less of like a woman just because you don't you're not like super curvy like that's so it's like I hate that I hate it so much and that was like the first time anyone's ever said that to me like it's something that I like thought about in my head but I was like no I'm so clearly 22 and an adult nobody would ever think that about me but I was clearly wrong um might not be like the hottest take ever um taken but I really liked watching French films because well you know the French don't have like the best track record ever on uh pedophilia as far as cinema but the women who are of age in their movies are usually like petite and gammon and um I watched a lot of those um like a few months ago and I started watching them a lot and I watched those a lot like a few months ago and I've been watching them a lot recently and I love their style and they're so feminine and it makes me know for a fact that I am a woman even if I don't I'm not super curvy and it like really doesn't help the whole like real women have curves like okay but I don't and I'm a woman <laughs> I'm I'm fully a woman I am a hundred percent sure of that um I don't know it's annoying and it sucks and it sucks that people make smaller women feel like they're not real women for being small and it's like I don't know you sound like an asshole if you complain about it because again like thin is always in but um, I don't know. I, you are, you should, what I would recommend is like, yeah, watching movies with people who have your body type and also, um, like taking 
style and clothing inspiration from people who have like a similar body type to you that'll help a lot like Zoe Kravitz and I are the same height and like roughly like the same body shape and I love looking at her outfits because she's so cute and feminine and like clearly a woman um but it's stupid and it's so it's it's like really weird yeah um but I think it's it's fine that you feel insecure about it sometimes but you shouldn't let it and like everyone has their own thing that they like so the person that is like I don't know going to like you for you being a woman and being small is like for you and there's gonna be people who are like grossed out by it for sure (laughs) like I'm sure people think I'm too thin and I like don't care because I like my body and you should like yours um because it really doesn't matter what anyone thinks if you like it um you don't need to like go get a bbl to be more of a woman like having a huge ass and all of that doesn't make you a woman and just like having it doesn't make you less of a woman like there's not one way to be a pretty girl but yeah no um i was really upset about it but i got over it pretty quickly and it'll be fine i think the best thing that you can do is like purposely try to take in more images um and like inspiration from people who are like your height and weight height is really important too I feel like um like looking at really thin girls who are like tall lost cause for me I stopped doing that so long ago if I'm going to like look at someone's outfit and like want to dress like that I need to make sure that we're roughly in the same height range because that shit will not look good on my stout little frame um but yeah I'm sorry that you feel that way and yes it it was weird and gross but like I think um I don't know if you like it I love it and so well a ton of other people um yeah (laughs) next question I think this is gonna be the last one because I like to keep the solo episodes like roughly around 40 minutes um I did save this one for last because I feel like I have I don't know the most to say about it, I guess. Um, It just seemed like a good closer. And if there's one thing I am, it's a closer. You feel me? (laughs) Um, So it says, do you have any advice for someone that wants to become a Christian? I feel lost and I have no clue where to start. Hi, sister. Um, Or or mister. I don't, this could be a man. Sorry. (laughs) Um, So good thing about Christianity is that it's a very low barrier to entry. Um, Like a lot of spirituality is very low barrier to entry. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Um, You just believe and you're a Christian. And there's, you know, that and then growing in your faith. This is like so weird to talk about. I don't really, I will reference spirituality, but I don't like to talk about it too deeply just because it's like very personal. And I think there's like two very like mm, very opposing ends of the spectrum which is like people who are not spiritual whatsoever and then people who are super spiritual and um both sides seem to take like some perverse pleasure and like poking holes in in other people's arguments no matter where you're you stand on it and I just like really care too much to like serve my spirituality up for that but I will do it for you um 
I might not be the best person for this specific question just because like my dad was a pastor and so I grew up in the church and um, my spiritual journey, quote unquote, has been way more like uh, sort of like a child playing hide and seek with an adult, just like turning my back, closing my eyes, thinking that <laughs> whatever spiritual presence in my life can't see me, just being like, nope, it's not there. It's not there if I say it's not there. Um, but yeah, I think the hard part about it is that like I, spirituality I is so much like a relationship in the sense that, um, everyone's looks kind of different and, um, there can be like, there's a million different ways to do it and there is so much advice about it but unless you're actually in the relationship like no one can give you the right advice it's really between you and your faith and like your like whatever god you serve um so what worked for me is like really spending a lot of time alone and uh praying and reading my bible and like just also being like really private about it because I wanted to do it by myself and and that's what I would recommend and like eventually you can move towards like a church setting or like um getting friends who are more spiritual um but I'd say a good place to start is like almost like meditation where like you sit and you think and you try to figure out what you're hearing and like what you think the path is um and there's really no right way to do it just like there's no right way to do a relationship and I'm not like even talking about like a like doing polyamory with God I mean like um say you're dating someone for two years and someone else is dating someone for two years and like they're moved in together and you're not yet um and it's just because those two relationships are different like your spirituality is going to look different than other people's and just like we don't tell two couples who are together for two years that like they're doing a relationship wrong for not moving in together. Like you're not doing it wrong for being in a different place than where someone else is. Um, and I think there's like a lot of little things like that. Like I think um, naturally as you sort of grow more faith or you just sort of grow more of, I don't know, a bond or like a you start to resonate more with your spirituality, like things will change on their own. Like don't let people tell you that you need to change things. I think that just sort of happens. Like you naturally want to change certain things about your life when you start to become more spiritual. And I and I genuinely think operating under the context of a relationship where it's like I can get advice from a thousand different people, but at the end of the day, like I have to be the one to like sit in it and figure it out and figure out what works for me and um I don't know, try to um, operate this relationship on my own um, will be the best thing. Um, because I think when you don't have that, um, you know, I think that's like a, a, a problem that a lot of people have with like churches because um, they feel like they're exploiting people or they're doing like terrible things in the name of God. And um, a lot of people place a lot of faith in churches when you have just as much power within you to sit and um, 
like commune or pray or or like you know whatever with god um that's part of the perks so i hope that helps <laughs> um what else can i say yeah i would just say I don't know, protect it like you would protect a relationship, you know, um, and know that it's like real no matter what anyone says. And like if someone tells you that you're not spiritual enough or you're not Christian enough, uh, like really regard it as if someone is telling you that you are not dating your boyfriend when you literally are. You're, you literally are. And like just imagine that people are like saying that you're not. <laughs> um, it just makes no sense and they're not in it and they don't know what that relationship is like. Um yeah. I hope that helps. If it doesn't, please DM me. I'd love to talk to you. I don't like to be too heavy-handed about spirituality, but if you actually like want to talk, I'd love to talk to you. Um, but yeah, every, it's going to look different for everyone, and that's why I can't give you much advice besides like sitting and, and meditating or praying or any of those things. And I think that you, I don't know, you have everything that you need, and I believe in you. <laughs> This episode is like so earnest. Like every other episode of this podcast is like me talking about skincare and how much I hate going to clubs. And like this one is so Dr. Phil of me. Um, yeah, but that is the last question that I'm going to do today. Um, I actually really like this. I think I'm going to do this again soon, maybe. Not like soon, soon, but like really soon. And, like, tell me if my advice sucked. If you guys never want to hear from me again, um, buy my silence for $5,000. Um, <laughs> or I won't do this again if this was, like, terrible advice. Um, I really did try to be earnest. I thought about, like, making jokes. But, like, all the most of the questions were so earnest. Oh, someone asked me if I'm Ethiopian. No, I'm not Ethiopian. I am East African. However, my mom is Rondi's and my dad is Belgian and Central African. Um, yeah, so uh, that was, but most of the other questions were like so earnest. And I thought I was going to get like, do you know what Ligma is or something? And y'all really um, came through with the very earnest questions. Um, so I had to give you earnest answers and I hope I helped. I think I have, I, you know, I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. So I think I, I, I did a good job, maybe. Um, so maybe I'll do this again soon. I really appreciate you all listening to the seventh episode of the Girl Gone Mild podcast. I keep saying I'm going to bring a guest on, but like I, the way I structure the podcast is like really keeping an eye out for like what I care enough to spend my energy like thinking about and their voice, their, their voice, therefore feel like I want to spend my energy talking about on the pod and then after that bringing on a guest just seems like I'd want them to talk about a specific thing and I don't want to do that it just seems like bad hosting but I will probably have one on soon maybe maybe not maybe it's just you and I and I I hope that's enough for, for y'all um yeah I think that's it thank you for stopping by the pod again um you can follow me on instagram at cowgirl Corey, or you can follow me at on the podcast um instagram which is at girl gone mild pod and you can leave me a review of some sport tell me if i make you happy <laughs> at um on apple podcasts 
Thank you for listening. I will see y'all next week if the news cycle and the good Lord allows it. And I'm going to let 43 play us out. Church. Good time,